Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about destiny, our divine self. We have a divine destiny. All through the Bible we read how God orchestrates our destinies, how God calls, He anoints all who would just believe. Amen. Mark 5:36. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, "Don't be afraid, just believe." And I know I've talked about this before, but many times the church has not been powerful. They have not become the glorious sons of God because there is a mixture. One minute they're afraid, one minute they're not believing, and then the next minute, oh yes, I believe, I believe. And the mixture will not, does not produce anything. Like James says, a double-minded man, a double-minded man. Think not that he'll, he'll get any of his prayers answered. Double-minded. What does that say to us? That says how we think. It's not only just what we're speaking, but how we're thinking. Whatever it is, um, whatever person, enemy, offense, we must change the way we think because we are the conduit. We are the instrument that the way we think about them will change how things begin to happen and how they happen because everything we're thinking is it's 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 going into the atmosphere it's in the spirit realm and so we've got people in cages we may feel like we were in a cage but we have now put people in cages we box them in oh this is how they are we've got to set them free but we can we have to do it by not being double minded We've got to set them free in the spirit realm with the blood of Jesus, with our thoughts, with our words, and then watch the Lord move. It's just like the, the prayer that the Lord showed me to pray for the kids. He said, plead the blood. I knew I knew how to do that. I've been pleading the blood. But then he said, now you forgive them. He said, because the word says, whomever you have forgiven on earth, is forgiven. Oh, we have some authority. We have some power to forgive. So I'd say, oh, in my mind, I'd say to that child, you are forgiven. Everything you've ever done, you are free and forgiven. And then I would pray the spirit of repentance. Spirit, Holy Spirit, bring the spirit of repentance. And, and, and the spirit would do the work, you see? So we have to get people out of a box, but we can't do it being double-minded. And when I say this, I'm saying this, these things because this is to help us reach our destiny, our purpose, okay? So he said, don't be afraid, just believe, only believe, some translations. Be strong and courageous, Joshua 1.6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land, I swore, to their ancestors to give them. Okay, 
We are called to be glorious sons of God, glorious daughters of God. We are called to lead. We are called to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. Amen. To be the conduit. You know, it's just like, um, I mean, you could think of it like this. If, if, uh, if God needed a, a battery to make something spark in the earth, and he needed that battery to have energy in it, we are the vessel. We are the battery. If we're not full of the Spirit and flowing with the Spirit, then our battery is dead. He can't, he can't turn on the kingdom that needs to be turned on. And everything that's been around us, everyone, every circumstance, everything needs our light to shine. But we are like the flashlight, the battery. Amen? And we've, got to, we've got to be full of the Spirit. Amen? So that He can turn the light on. Boom! Amen? Hey, Weta. Hey. Amen, no problem. So, anyway, we are that. That, we know, is part of our destiny. That is our destiny. Amen? Here's a quote from Marian Williamson. She said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. I love that. Amen? So, who are we to be so powerless? Who are we to be so much of a victim? Who are we to be so weak? Who are we? No, God created us. We are a child of God. We are to be glorious. And that's what we're afraid of. Because how do you step into that? That's a real change. Change is what we're afraid of. You see, we can get comfortable in our comfort zone, set the thermostat. Oh, this is where I am. I'm pretty comfortable with that. And, you know, when God wants to shove us out of that comfort zone, he's going to turn up the heat. <laughs> he's going to change the temperature on us. Amen? But guess what? Then we've got to change. Amen? We've got to change. And we've all been, we've all been backed up against that wall. Where, you know what? The wall's not changing. We've got to change. Amen? Amen. So, that this is so true. This is so true. When I think about this, real, real, real success in life, and whatever your definition of that is, is extremely frightening. Amen? Well, you think about it. Everything the Lord has showed you, like we, I know through this class, He showed you who you are. Glimpses. You've had pieces of visions opened up to you. Who you are. 
and what you're called to do, what your destiny is. But what's holding you back from stepping into it, from moving in it, full speed ahead? Amen? We want to confront that. Here's Anthony Robbins. Everybody's heard of him. More than anything else, I believe it's our decisions, not the conditions of our lives that, that determine our destiny. It is in your moments of decision that your destiny is shaped. Now, we have the destiny that God intends, and we've made decisions. You know, I made a bunch of decisions in my life that I didn't really consult God. <laughs> and it led me down paths, you know, that were not probably His will. But they did have a part in my destiny. <laughs> What's neat about God is it doesn't matter how many decisions we make. The Lord knows what he designed us for. And he's had his hand on our life no matter what. And no matter how far off track we have gone, no matter how many years we have blown this way or that way, he can in a day, like a who was it talking about? A day is as a thousand years to the Lord. In a day, he can change everything. Destiny is decision-oriented. Every morning, we awaken to unlimited possibilities. Okay? So every morning, when your little eyes, bing, go open, all of a sudden, your day has got unlimited possibilities. You think about that. The moment you make a decision... Countless or untold possibilities collapse, and life begins to bring a form of an experience. So, if you wake up in the morning and you have this possibility, you know, I could get up at 4 o'clock and I could worship, or I can just lay here and go to sleep for a couple more hours, and then at the last minute wake up and rush off to work. Well, whatever your decisions are, it's it, it collapses one form of destiny and possibilities, and another is raised. You see, you, if you got up at 4 o'clock or 4.30 in the morning and worshiped and pressed into God, and then he spoke to you and gave you revelation or gave you a, an, a, an instruction for the day, that could change your whole destiny. Even if you had to go to work, even if you had to do, the Lord could show you and tell you to something that you need to do in that day. But if you don't do that worship, then boom, all that possibility has now been shut down. And if he has something for you to do, he's got to get it to you in another way. Amen. <laughs> and we're and he does, he does get it to us in other ways. As decisions do affect our destiny. Um, so the moment we make a decision. No matter what it is, if it's a decision, I'm going to get up and go for a run, or I'm going to get up and walk, or I'm going to, uh, you know, whatever it is, a thousand possibilities collapse and a thousand more arise. So, you know how um, I mentioned before about blessings and curses, they're always coming and going, they're always in movement, and they're always, so when we make a decision, it it changes the possibilities of certain blessings and curses versus other a decision this way changes the possibilities of those blessings and curses operating. 
coming and going. It also can affect whether we see the blessing. If we make a decision to do something and we're not inquired of the Lord, then we can't see the blessing because we're over here struggling with this. Amen? So the blessings and, and even the curse, it's always coming around us, coming and going, and the possibilities are collapsing or arising based on decisions that we're making. So then you must decide how you're going to respond to your reality. So response to our reality is what's important. That's the key, how we respond. Because our response is the will and the choice. Amen? So, failure to make a decision is a decision to fail. If you don't make a decision, then you're already deciding to fail. Amen? We have to decide one way or another. And the best thing to do is, what, like what Brenda said, inquire of the Lord. Take the time. Press in. Get, it, get his ear. Get his voice. Amen? The earth is a realm of decisions. As humans, we have the right to choose good or evil, blessing or curse, success or failure, life or death. And these things are always around us. And our choices, our thinking, and our words are collapsing or creating. Amen? Decisions. If you do not like where you are, make a decision to be somewhere else. If you do not like, I think that's a misprint, what you have, make a decision to have something else. If you do not like the way your life is, make a decision to live the life you always dreamed of. Y'all remember my real advanced question that I had a couple weeks ago? I forgot how it went. It was something like, to live the life you always dreamed of. What do you do? Live the life you always dreamed of. Amen. You are always one decision away from everything you desire. Now, wow, that says a lot. That, that, that One decision away. And it could be something as simple as, get, as worshiping first thing in the morning. That one decision, that might be one decision that will bring everything manifested in an accelerated rate. Amen? Amen. Decisions and destiny. You can make haphazard or aimless decisions. And that, when you do that, it's like playing Russian roulette with your future. Everybody knows what Rus Russian roulette is. So if you're like, you know, you just, uh, you're, you're, you're not really taking it before the Lord. You're not taking things seriously. Uh, then your future is going, it could, anything could happen. Amen. Never make a permanent decision based on temporary conditions. Now, I've, I learned this um, back when I was going through so much emotional crisis <laughs> all the time. And I don't know if it was my mom that said it, but I remembered it. It stuck. I heard it. She said, don't make any permanent decisions until you're calm. And because it's true, when you're in an emotional <coughs> uproar, and whether it be full of fear, anxiety, 
anger, whatever it is, you are not thinking straight. You're not thinking right at all. So you have to tap into the Holy Spirit. You have to get grounded. And then the Lord can lead you to make the right decisions. Amen? Consult God about every decision you make. Oh, I, I missed a line. Be intentional. Be intentional as you are deliberate. So destiny and intentions, intentions are very important in destiny. It's, it doesn't matter what it is. If, if Weta's going to see a friend for a weekend and she's, you know, she's planning to have a wonderful, good time, a lot of fun, a lot of laughing, then let what she needs to do is inquire, and I'm sure she does this, inquires of the Lord, Lord, I know what our desire is for this trip and this time together, but Lord, what are your intentions? Intentions are very important because if the Lord says, I intend to show you, your friend, my love through you, then if she has that clear direction, that clear destiny, this is going to be the outcome of that weekend. And she meditates on the word and the scriptures that are going to just, God is just going to show this person his almighty, beautiful love. Then through that intention and through that meditating on the word and through that deliberation, being deliberate, God can use her as a vessel to actually do that. And what a fabulous thing her destiny would have taken in this friendship. Amen? So we want to inquire of the Lord about our decisions. We want to be intentional. We want to be deliberate. We don't want to lean on our own understanding. Now this is where we often do this. Our own understanding is... is what is the word? It's, um, it's inadequate. <laughs> it's, it's tainted. It's marred. It's scarred. It's, it's, it's got a, a veil over it. Our own understanding is limited. We cannot lean on our own understanding. Often when we're, when we're making a lot of decisions, especially if you're an emerald, you know, if y'all know, everybody knows what the gems are. Okay, well, emeralds are, they're the, they're the accountants, the calculators, figuring it all out, you know, the facts and the details, and, well, if I do this and this and this and this and this, and if I do that, then this and this and this and this. And so that's a high emerald. They're always looking at, you know, everything intellectually and figuring it all out. Well, they have an understanding. And our understandings are not purely God. Because our understanding, everything about us is made up from everything we've ever heard. Just like my mom hearing her say, don't make a decision while you're upset. Well, that's my understanding now. I have that understanding. I think it's a pretty good understanding. I mean, it's, a good, it's good advice. But it is still my understanding. It's not the Lord's understanding. You see, there's a difference. Our understanding is limited we don't want to lean on our understanding because God may tell us some things that we just flat don't understand. Like, Lord, this is, this is wild. Like, God, this better be you. 
<laughs> this better be you, God, because my little emerald mind's calculated this, 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 this. And if, if, then if, you, if this is not you, God, I'm a sinking ship. You know what I'm saying? Our own understanding is limited. But we have to, it's just like, uh, you know, I mean, just think about the disciples when they were worried about how are we going to pay taxes, Lord. But see, the Lord knew. He had God's understanding. He had the answer so readily available. Everything in our life, this river of all supply is here. It's flowing. And when we lean on God and his understanding and we're stepping into this, then we can lean on his understanding and he'll give us answers that we would have never figured out, never calculated. I mean, even with my, my husband, you know, um, there was no way I would have thought that I would step into a church and meet my husband. I mean, I just, I had no idea how God was going to do it, you know? And when the Lord told me, he said, you know, I have someone who's going to finally love you, but you're not going to know it by any other way but by my spirit. Well, there's all my understanding out the window. I'm like, well, how's that going to happen, God? You know, you got to, surely there's got to be some attraction, you know, at least attracted to an earlobe, something. That, no, the Lord said, he made it real clear. No, no other way. I'm like, wow, I couldn't understand it. My understanding couldn't even grasp it. And I really didn't even know how to locate the Holy Spirit half the time in me at that time. You know what I mean? I didn't even know how to locate him. <laughs> and but, he, but God did it. And even after I met Mr. Jeaton Hall, I did not have that understanding at all. You see what I'm saying? The, the Holy Spirit had to reveal it. And then... I knew the voice of the Spirit, you know, and he had to he had to confirm that for me, and it was far from my understanding. Amen. So lean not to your own understanding. Don't try to figure it out. God has already chosen a path that leads you to abundance and eternal life. Everything that you need, everything in your life solved. Everything that concerns you, like Psalms 138.8. I tell, I tell people, but that's my 38 right here. Psalms 138.38. It says, he will perfect everything that concerns you. And that's what I keep in my back pocket with the devil. It doesn't matter. You know, if it concerns me, all I have to do is go before the Lord. Lord, this concerns me. I have a concern. Okay, he's going to perfect it. Yes, sir, you're going to do it. I don't have to understand it. How? But he will do it. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and that, that, and that they might have it to the full. Amen? That's the destiny that you have in him. A full, abundant life. Every negative thing, everything that concerns you will be completely, totally perfected. 
And yes, God puts the desire in our hearts. He leads us with his understanding, but we got to yield to it. Amen? So, um, I forgot where I was going with that, but destiny. Amen. Decisions are our choice. Since Christ has come to give you abundant life and save you from the pit of hell. So Christ has come to save us from the pit of hell. So listen, I didn't realize what a pit of hell I was in. I did not know how low the pit was. You know what I'm saying? Because deception is, is a... I mean... Let me just say this. Yes, I go be in the pit of hell when it's full-on torment, just torturing me. But then I'd come out of torment and be like, oh, I'm okay, you know, whatever. And yet the hell, the tormentor is still there. I didn't know that the enemy was within. Amen? But Christ has come to save me from that. And now I thank God because now I see the pit of hell, and the bit of hell that was still in me. Amen? So that's come out. Decision, invite Jesus into our heart and be our Savior. That's the first decision. You know, that's our first decision. Always invite him. Make and allow him to be Lord of our life. That's decision two. A lot of Christians, I grew up Baptist, invite Jesus in, but he was never made Lord. He was never made master. That is the second part, allowing him to be Lord of our life. And that's what we have really learned how to do at Kingdom Life Ministries. We are learning how to make him Lord of our life. He will remove the, the curse. He will lift our burdens. He will convey us into a world filled with his blessings. Decisions choose life, not death. Choose to be blessed, not cursed. Choose to believe God and his word. Okay, so we have to choose. And when I say choose to be blessed, that involves everything in us. That involves everything that's ever happened to us, our past, our present, our future. I think about Joseph. He's like a hero. I mean, he went through so much stuff, but yet... The word said he was blessed and God was with him. And the neat thing about us is that we are the bride of Christ. We were marked. that The Lord knew us before he formed us. We were marked. Jesus said, oh, that one's mine. Louise is mine. You are his. And the Lord said, I thank you, Father. I've not lost one that you gave me. So we're marked. We're marked his beloved. We are stamped as his beloved. And so his destiny, his prayers are going to be fulfilled. But when I say be blessed, be blessed every part of you. Embrace even the, the ugly. Because in the mess is your message. In the mess is part of your destiny. And you are here to lead the people out of Egypt. Amen? 
Amen. Destiny and decisions, all the great patriarchs of the Bible, they were called. They were anointed. And yet they had to make a choice to believe God. People like Abraham, you know, he in his father's house, he had a comfortable situation, family, tribe, living there, cousins, all these people. But God said, I've called you out. And he had to believe God. And when God said, I'm going to give you a son and give you the nations, an inheritance. And the word said he believed, you know, when it really didn't seem possible. He believed God. That's the key. Joseph, I think about all being thrown into the pit by his brothers, being sold into slavery, being lied upon, being accused, imprisoned. But yet, he was anointed. He was called. But he had to make a choice to believe. And he believed he was blessed. You see that dream that the Lord gave him? That when he was a child and he saw himself as leading all of his brothers and he saw that he was favored and his father made the coat of many colors, this got imprinted into his identity. And it didn't matter if he was thrown into a pit. It didn't matter if he was thrown into jail. Wherever he went, he blossomed as the magnificent leader that was imprinted. And you say, you might say, but I don't think, I didn't get that imprint. I didn't get that. I don't know what happened to me. But listen, you are called, you are anointed, and everything that happened to you, the fact that maybe you didn't feel that imprint of being a leader, maybe that you didn't have that as a child, or you uh, felt as a helpless as a child, whatever it is, the fact that now you're in this ministry, you are being led to be a complete and total overcomer of everything that you have encountered, to be completely victorious, which is all according to Scripture, because the victor, the victorious one, is in us. Amen. He is in us. The forgiver is in us. The man of men is in us. The warrior of all warriors. The king of kings is in us. And it doesn't matter where we came from, what we went through. Our mission is the same. Our destiny is the same. We are victorious. We are overcomers. And we are to be courageous and lead people out of Egypt, out of bondage. So Moses, Joshua, David, Jesus, and he is alive and he is in us. Amen. He is our destiny. They were all destiny minded, but had to look past their limitations and were able to see instead all that was possible with God. And 
they were able to see no matter what. Abraham, although he was, you know, aged, what, 100? He was 100 and Sarah was 90. It didn't matter. That was just, a, that was nothing. It wasn't even, a, he didn't even consider it because God had told him. Now that's incredible, you know? So Abraham, I mean, he's like, well, that's my great, 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 great ancestor. <laughs> and he's yours too, amen, because we're grafted in. So he, Abraham had faith before Christ even was on the earth. Just think how much more we have in us. We have the author, the finisher of faith in us. Amen. So they were able to look past the limitations. They were able to see instead all that was possible with God, with God, with God, with God. All things are possible. They set their course in destiny by choosing to believe what they heard God say about their potential. You know, Moses, he, he would say, but I'm, 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 I'm a stutterer, God. I, I, I can't do this. <laughs> but you know what? God called him. He anointed him. And there came a point that Moses spoke. Amen? It was there. It was there all along all along. To live an authentic self, you must continually choose to focus on your potential and expected future rather than the current circumstances. Look forward towards the prize, the mark, the call. So our current circumstances are irrelevant. They're absolutely irrelevant. They shouldn't come into our little calculating reasoning minds at all. We have an unlimited God. Amen. We're called. We're anointed. We have to learn to hear him. We have to learn to make the choice to lean towards the spirit and what he's saying. Your present self is but a bud of the full flower you are de destined to become. You're, de you're a bud in bloom about to happen. Amen. You decide whether you will remain a bud or bloom into what God has shown or told you. You decide, I'm going to bloom, and I'm going to bloom in every area, every negative place in my mind, every dark closet in my soul. I'm going to open it up and let the flood of his light and his love flood in and change me completely. Amen. I'm going to let him bloom in my life. Amen. Destiny is no matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. It's not a thing to be waited for. It is a thing to be achieved. Amen. That's a quote by Mr. Bryan, William Jennings Bryan. A thing to be achieved. And see, we can achieve that in a moment. We can achieve that in how we, even we talk. Like in when I say, in the year 2016, yes, I, I could say that, yes, I went through horrific 
abuse. I went through being a victim, years of deception. I went through many, many hurts, many, many years of confusion. But in the year 2016, I gained his understanding. I gained the enlightenment of my destiny in him, through him, with him. And this year, he's going to do more in my life through me, with me, than he ever has in all the years past. Amen? So how we talk, how we approach, how we think is key. So this is the year that every dark closet's going to be opened up and faced head on. Amen? And set free. Amen. Destiny, look up and open your eyes. Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Take time to reflect on who it is you are becoming and where you are longing to go. Take time to look up in your day. Today, take time to look up in your day-to-day paths and look up and see the greater landscape. And this is something that you need to get into the habit of doing often because we can get so bogged down in our day and the details of the day. But we need to constantly take up and, and, and check, uh, I, like a spirit check. You know, like look up, oh, connect with God, connect with God, connect with God. We invoke his presence in the atmosphere wherever we are and not uh, be distracted and so entwined with the circumstances and the details of the day. Always connected to heaven and letting heaven help us in the administration of our life. Amen. So looking up, take time to look up in your day to day and look at the greater landscape. What do you hear God saying about who he has called you to be? Paint a picture in your mind of your greatest possible future and write it down. That's a homework assignment. Your greatest possible future. Let him help you with that. Your greatest possible future. Because whatever, whatever you can think of, he's going to outdo you. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So we want to do that. Inquire of the Lord. Paint the picture in your mind of your greatest possible future. And write that down. Let's see. Destiny, where are these thoughts, these choices taking you? Lamentations 1.9. Lamentations 1.9, it says, Her filthiness clung to her skirts. She did not consider her future. Her fall was astounding. There was none to comfort her. Look, Lord, on my affliction, for the enemy has triumphed. Lamentations, this is out of the Message Bible. She played fast and loose with her life. She never considered tomorrow, and now she's crashed royally. 
with no one to hold her hand. Look at my pain, O God, and how the enemy cruel, cruelly struts. Okay, so what is the, these scriptures saying? That we do have to look at our future. We do have to plan. We, if we just go, you know that, remember that song? I remember that song when I was growing up, Doris Day. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Well, that's a lie from hell. That's like the Russian roulette. Amen? No, we got to consider the future. We got to consider what God is doing. We got to inquire of him. We got to be intentional. We got to be deliberate. And let him lead our day, our life, every decision. Amen? Amen. Because <laughs> if we don't, then we're just going to be, uh, we're going to crash royally. <laughs> Amen. This is from uh, Orison Martin. Our destiny changes with our thought. Ooh. Stop. Right there. This is a good message right there. Our destiny changes with our thought. We shall become what we wish to become. Do what we wish to do when our habitual thought corresponds with our desire. So what we think on is where we're going. If you think if you spend a lot of time thinking on hell and the hell the hell of life and the hell of your circumstances, the hell, hell, hell all around you, hell in the world. And that's where you're going. We've got to turn it around. I was listening to a prophet recently, and God has told him to prophesy the good, the goodness of God. And he inquired of the Lord. He said, Lord, you know, what about when our, when our country voted for, you know, the, the homosexual marriage and all this stuff? And he said, God, what were you thinking? Where were you? And God told him, he said, I turned my face and I saw my son in the blood. And the Lord said, reminded him that it's his goodness that brings repentance. And he said, start prophesying the goodness of God. The goodness of God. And so I thought that was awesome because the world is out there screaming about how terrible it is. You've got the, the Bible-thumping uh, Christians out here screaming how terrible it is. You know, everybody's screaming how terrible it is. But we have lost our focus on the goodness of God. That no matter what, God is still on the throne. He's still God. He's still good. He's still merciful. Amen. And he's still got a people that are true, worshiping him in spirit and truth. So we want to focus on the goodness of God. Amen. And we want to promote his goodness in the earth. Amen. Promote the goodness of God. I, I just thought about that because um, let's change how we think. Let's change how we think about people in the earth, the people that we may have thought negatively about in the past, let's start to think in a positive way, the way the Father sees them, 
through the blood of Jesus. Amen. And begin to let God be released in the earth. In fact, he said, this prophet said that it was the Christians not thinking on the goodness of God that was holding the glory back. That puts a lot of responsibility on us, doesn't it? Amen. So we want, uh, you know, we want to think about the goodness of God. Destiny, decide to press into God. Take time in the word every day. Take time in prayer every day. You know, I love the scripture Jesus said. They said, teach us how to pray. And he said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, praise be your name, glorious his name. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Forgive us our trespasses our, those, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. And there's a part in there, I guess I didn't say it, but that he says, give us this day our daily bread. So you know what? That tells me that we've got to pray every day. Every day. The mercies of the Lord are renewed every day. But we've got to do our part every day. Amen? Amen. So take time for praise and worship every day. Press into God. Come up to the mountain. Get the scenic view. I mean, as you, if you can ascend into that third heaven and worship, you can get a bigger view, get that eagle view. Amen? And let him show you what he's doing. Let him show you what he wants to do, what his plans are. Let him use you. Amen? And as you come from the third heaven, you bring back all of the glory with it. Amen? Put the, on the mind of Christ. Put on the mind of possibility. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Amen? Let's see, this is Dr. Charles Stanley. When you become an instrument in God's hands as he transfers someone from the realm of darkness into the kingdom of his son, you make a difference in the person's eternal destiny. Not only that, but Satan also receives a devastating blow. Amen? <laughs> uh, and, and I like to give the devil a black eye. You know? Because I felt like I got a few of those, and he's going to get some too. Amen? <laughs> the best years of your life are the ones in which you decide your problems are your own. You do not blame them on your mother, your ecology, or the president. You realize that you control your own destiny. The greatest years are when you quit blaming everybody else. Amen? That's like, bing! Amen? Amen. This is uh, Charles Reed. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. I, I got this on, um, somebody gave me a card long time ago, and it had a picture of uh, somebody making a candle. 
and you know how they take the wick, the long string, and they dip it into wax? And so in the picture, it was like these words, so an act, it dipped, you know, and you reap a habit, so a habit dipped. In other words, as each time that candle dips, it begins to take shape, and then it becomes a candle. And that is a candle's destiny, to be a light into the earth. Amen. So that's just a visual for you all to remember that everything we do is, is reaping a destiny in the bottom line. That's it. Everything we do. And may I say, everything we think is reaping destiny. Amen. Destiny, connect and align with God's destiny for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. Everyone should have this memorized. This is out of the Message Bible. This is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon, 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up, I'll take care of you as I promised, and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. That's out of the Message Bible. So God's got it. He knows what he's planned. I plan to give you a future and a hope. Hope is a vision. Amen? Destiny, being led by God. This is Psalm 73, 24. When I was beleaguered, how do you say that word? (laughs) Beleaguered and bitter, totally consumed by envy. I was totally ignorant, a dumb ox. In your very presence. I'm still in your presence, but you've taken my hand. You wisely and tenderly lead me, and then you bless me. That's out of the message. Out of the New Living Translation, it says, You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Amen. I love that. I like that out of the message because even in the midst of our junk, if we just take his hand, <laughs> he can lead us to a glorious destiny. Amen. All right. <laughs>